0: V-B-E-L.com. From the World's Playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: It is indeed 10 minutes before the top of the hour with Atlantic City Mayor Marty Small. It is Hurley in the Morning on WPG, which is the acronym for World's Playground, as in Atlantic City, the World's Playground. Mayor, how are things going with um, clients that need to speak to your various service Personnel with all the remote stuff that's going on, uh, how are the functions of government in Atlantic City going?
2: Well, Harry, I think under the circumstances, um, it's going as best as it possibly can. Um, you know, people are still able to get, um, you know, services from the city. You know, our trash and everything is still running. Um, you know, when you call the department, people answer the phone. Our workforce is working from home. And uh, like I said, at this time, I'm, I couldn't be more uh, happy um, for my hardworking staff, all of the frontline employees, all of the first responders. Um, you know, kudos to you. You're really making the city of Atlantic city shine during these trying times. And I wanted to say something. Um, one of the things that, you know, you're going to start to hear more about that my administration uh, is implementing is a software called gov pilot It's on the city's website. Now, you know, with this gov pilot software, you know, can empower residents um, to report issues to the city from their cell phone, such as a pothole street lights and it it will hold the department of accountable and you will get a play by play in real time on how your concerns are being handled. And that's once again, speaking to that acronym based leadership thing, that's transparency and far too long, you know, the city of Atlantic city employees, um, haven't been held accountable and the expectation level hasn't risen. And we've done that. So, um that goes to our quote that we lead um lead by our leadership team is by Simon Sinek, who is a British American author, motivational speaking, organizational consultant, and it says leadership is not about being in charge, but it's about taking care of the people in your charge. And I take that seriously, and that's the residents, taxpayers, businesses and city employees. In the city of Atlantic City, and I couldn't be more proud at this time,
1: Mayor. Uh, good stuff. I had not heard that till now. That sounds like an exciting program to give the actual residents, taxpayers, the the ability to participate. It's one thing if you make a call and you ne- you know you never hear again. Did it ever happen uh, here to have the um, real time type of uh, access? I think is very very exciting, and I, I look forward to actually seeing that in operation. Something that's not lost, I I think, on a lot of us, and as you know, I'm a Lanxi taxpayer as well. uh, Taxes are due with the extension that was granted because there is no grace period. Uh, So June 1st, this Monday, that ends the grace period, correct, Mayor?
2: Yes, you're correct. And that's another proactive approach and a proactive decision that this administration made. We already made the decision early on that this is what we're going to do. And then the governor came in with an executive order, um, you know, basically stamping what we already did. So um, we're going to always look out for our hardworking taxpayers. We know this is a tough time, but I have a saying that tough times don't last. Tough people do. And Atlantic City, we will bounce back.
1: I I would never, because I don't even think it's fair. We haven't even hit the end of this and there's so many unknowns but atlantic city obviously goes from what would have been a tax decrease to what will almost certainly be a tax increase and we we're, we're not unique in that statement i mean the state is hemorrhaging cash i mean you look at everything revenue is down everywhere the casinos are not paying the amount of taxes they would typically be paying when they're not generating income tolls that aren't being collected that's starting to ramp up a bit and some of the toll collectors actually uh are back working but revenue is going to be down across the board so a tax increase seems basically unavoidable inevitable
2: well harry i'm not i'm not claiming that okay um you know we're going to continue uh, to do what we need to do. We are working independent of whatever the state of New Jersey, the governor is doing with, uh, Washington. Uh, we have people in Washington that are lobbying on our behalf. You know, we want to get the influx of cash, um, you know, to the city, um, for the cities of 500,000 people or under which Atlantic city clearly, uh, qualifies for. So there's a lot of different things that we're doing on our own and combined with the state's effort that, um, i, I I mean, I believe that Washington is going to come through for the state, and then that money it trickled down, and whatever, you know, we're doing uh, on the city of Atlantic City. and so I'm I'm still holding out. I'm not ready to claim a tax uh, increase. Um,
1: uh, by the way, I got I got to do this. I have to comment. I love your answer on this. You didn't know that I was coming with that little slurve that I threw at you, slider and curve. For those that aren't baseball fanatics. I threw a slur at you, and you swatted it away effortlessly. Uh, I love the way you you came right back with, uh, I'm not claiming that. Here I declare that it looks like a tax increase would be a certainty. You jump all, all over that in a very professional, polite way. I'm not claiming that. And you know what? I think that's very smart on your end, because there are a lot of revenue opportunities out there that you don't just have to sit back and accept, well... This was what we lost. So guess what? This is what we're asking for. You're actually looking for ways to make a tax increase not inevitable.
2: Yes, and to use a baseball analogy like you did, uh, you know, no matter if the answer is popular or not, I'ma always tell it like it is, and I'ma be like the empire. I'ma call them like balls and strikes as I see them.
1: I like that. We have about a two minute drill here for a closing comment. Uh, Give us your look at uh, summer 2020. Eventually, the casinos, they have to open because if they didn't open this summer, that would be beyond anything we even want to consider. So I don't know what the date is, but they're going to open. So we'll have a casino uh, industry again. Uh, We're going to have tourists. We're going to have people renting rooms and doing short-term rentals and and recreating here uh, down beach. And it's going to happen. To what extent it's going to be a little different remains to to unfold but what do you see I mean for example do you think we'll have an air show in August what are some of the things that you envision for the summer
2: well um, you know like I said as a leader you have to manage expectations because you know your constituents are watching they're listening to every word you know more now more than ever during a time of crisis we don't know what that is going to look like, even when the casino is open, uh, you know, what the social distancing look like. How does it impact restaurants? Because, as you know, in the restaurant business is very, you know, minimal profit margin. So if you take, you know, 100 seats out of someone's dining room, how can they survive? And I know my administration is proactive under Bruce Weeks that we are. Uh, you know, giving all of the information that 1,300-plus small businesses are on funding opportunities, you know, as we go along. But the casinos also depend on, you know, non-gaming activities, such as concerts. Everyone is in the entertainment business. Concerts, restaurants, uh, nightclubs. What does that look like? How does, social, how does the rules apply? When are we going to be able to have large gatherings in, indoors? So it's a convoluted mathematical equation. I mean, we're we're hoping you know, for success and you know, we can't take for granted that even when these casinos are open that, you know, people are going to flock because it's just human nature. Some people want to wait and see. But um I'm wishing everyone the best. Um you know, hopefully we can get open, but more importantly, we got to do it in a safe manner and keep the employees um health and welfare um, as paramount, um, we're going to do all we can to support the industry because they're our biggest taxpayer and they provide the biggest amount of jobs. And um, you know, one thing I know is that we all going to get through this together. We're all going to come through it better than we were before because one thing this has taught everyone is to reevaluate your situation. Things that you thought were important, things that you took for granted. Um, you know, is now in a different space. So, remember, everyone. We asking you to remember that a um, small plan makes a big difference, and we want you to dream big and vote small. And I'm Mayor Marty Small, Senior.
1: Do you pro- Do you approve this message? I got a run. We're at the buzzer. Five FM and fourteen
0: fifty AM, WPGG, Atlantic City, WENJ ninety-seven point three HD three, Millville.
1: Brian Cahill one.
3: The president takes on Twitter, on Twitter. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. He fired off two more tweets after he was fact-checked by this site. He writes, social media platforms totally silence conservative voices, and we can't allow this to happen. Fox's John Decker, live in Washington.
4: President Trump threatening social media companies with new regulation or even shutting them down after Twitter moved a day earlier to add fact-checks to two of his tweets. On Tuesday, the president wrote that Twitter is now interfering in the 2020 presidential election and is completely stifling free speech and I president president will not allow it to happen. Twitter highlighted two of the president's tweets that claim mail-in ballots would lead to widespread voter fraud, including a message the company has introduced to combat misinformation and disputed or unverified claims. Dave?
3: John, the president also tweeted again that it's clear he wrote in all caps the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign, claiming it makes Watergate look like small potatoes. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy tells Fox he wants more answers before he can support renewing a FISA surveillance law.
4: They utilized it to go after Americans.
3: Democrats have denied the spying claim amid a probe into Russian possible interference. A night of protests in Minneapolis led to clashes with police. Who fire tear gas and used pepper spray after rocks were thrown and police station and squad car windows were smashed. They're angry over the death of a black man in a struggle with police. Cell phone video shows a white officer kneeling on his neck and George Floyd saying he can't breathe.
5: Just tired of this keep happening and the police getting, aw- getting away with it. Not. Nothing's happening.
3: Four officers have been fired, and there's a criminal investigation. SpaceX is readying a historic launch in Florida today. It's the first manned mission with two NASA astronauts since the last space shuttle back in 2011. Bad weather could postpone it. A tropical storm, Bertha, has just formed off the South Carolina coast. Heavy rain forecast. America's listening to Fox News.
6: Right now, the world feels different as we stay apart to make sure we can safely come back together. Till then, there is something you can do without even leaving your home. Respond to the 2020 census online by phone or by mail. The census impacts where hundreds of billions in federal funding will go for things like hospitals, schools, and roads. Now is the time to go to 2020census.gov. It's as easy as it is important. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau.
0: Work at home. Work out at home. Second period math at home. Date night at home. Lately, we're doing a lot more at home which means we're doing a lot less driving. With pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate, you get the same reliable coverage you'd expect, but only pay for the miles you drive. Drive less? Save more with Allstate. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote.
5: Price also includes a daily rate subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates.
0: WPG Talk Radio 95.5 Weather from Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. For
7: the most part, today looks similar to yesterday. Morning fog, then some clouds. Our high temperature ends up around 73 degrees. With partly to mostly cloudy skies, I think we stay dry during the day. And then a shower is possible late tonight. Probably another round of fog, too. Low of 65. Lots of clouds tomorrow and again a chance of a shower. High of 74. And then Friday is going to get pretty steamy. High of 78 with a few showers and thunderstorms, that chance of rain will extend into early Saturday morning. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
0: From Harry Hurley Way in the World's Playground to the broadcast pioneers of philadelphia hall of fame i want to congratulate my friend harry hurley you're about to find out why harry hurley has been named to the talkers magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation vote by mail live from the studios of town square media in northfield it's hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 here we
1: go it's four minutes past the hour thanks for waking up early in the morning thank you so much For choosing us. Thanks for spending this portion of your day with us here on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. Should I keep going? 97.3 HD3, WPGTalkRadio.com. Just hit listen live every page of the website. It's typically, I think, the upper right hand side, red little speed button tab. Listen live, click on that, or any digital device with the um, WPG talk radio app besides that there are not many ways to listen to the program joining us now is the director of marketing and public relations my broadcasting partner and a friend of mine for many 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 years going back all the way to uh, his casino career and mine uh, is brian cahill director of marketing and public relations for shore medical center and i'm pleased to report starting this up it's already almost june but for, for the month of june on We'll resume the usual hour that we do with the great doctor and other guests that Brian presents. And we're going to go right back into that. I know for the past couple of months, we've done an abbreviated edition with Brian, who will be here with us for the first segment today with a very important topic. That if you've been listening to the program, you know I have talked about this more than any other member of the media in our marketplace, and I've written about it more than any other member of the media in our marketplace. And that is the um, the revenue lost to our local community hospitals during the coronavirus uh, era and how the distribution of this very, very generous federal funding has been handled. And we wrote a whole piece, for example, on the uh, just always considered it very arbitrary that April 12th, hey, if you've had at least 100 uh, COVID-19 patients by April 12th, then you shall receive millions of dollars. But if you've had 99 or less, because Shore Medical Center, not long after that, had over 100. And let's not forget, in the early going, there was no testing. So they were treating COVID-19 patients. We now know as early as October, uh, not not February or March that there were COVID 19 patients so they had people presenting with with a virus and symptoms and they were treated but they weren't included so there's a lot here and brian joins us now to talk about this and anything else that he'd like to uh chat about in our opening segment then we're going to go to your calls at 609-407-1450 brian with that preamble welcome to shore medical center presents
8: oh hey hey thanks a lot that was a It was a wonderful introduction, and also just uh, on behalf of everybody at the hospital, you know, thank you for the articles that you've done and uh, helping to get the word out. There's there's been a lot happening within the last uh, month on this, and uh, one of the things that one of the things that's come to be is we, we had uh, uh, Jeff Andrew really has uh, stepped up incredibly, and he has uh, you know, met with the folks at, at HHS on our, uh, Healthy Human Services on behalf of, of uh, SURE, and they had said that uh, uh, they had received so many calls from uh, folks in South Jersey that uh, the, the hospitals there really must mean something to those communities. Uh, we had asked uh, folks to contact uh, Cory Booker's office and Robert Menendez's office, and both of them said the same thing. They said, "Geez, you know the, the emails, the phone calls, the voicemails that the left from the people of South Jersey on behalf of uh, Shore Medical Center, and and also on behalf of, of Cape Regional." Um, was was really incredible so you know, it-
1: and brian let me say because there's not there's not enough time to get everything in it you want to say and we've written thousands of words on this topic and i've spoken even more about it i mentioned david hughes and earlier in the program his leadership has been tremendous at his level uh as a senior executive at shore medical center he has just been expertly navigating through all of this but in fairness nobody's begging for anything i mean the government told hospitals you're shut down you can't do elective surgeries you can't do all these things that you do that enable you to serve your community and you're all in on coronavirus COVID-19 the virus and the disease and so when they're going to come through with this type of recognition in the form of funding because they say hey look we know you've been doing only this and this is very injurious in terms of your bottom line I never liked that uh, that hundred, that arbitrary hundred, by April twelfth. I never understood that, Brian. That just did not compute with me.
8: Well, I don't think it's ever been explained fully. So, no. um, you know, we, and, and that's what uh, you know, a lot of our, our representatives have uh, gone to bat fighting for us on. But the but the bottom line, like you said, is is that uh, sure, and, and I'll and I'll mention uh, Cape also. We did what the government asked us to do. We shut down uh, non emergent services. And for sure, uh, by the end of May, we're projecting uh, a loss uh, uh, and expenses related to COVID uh, close to $24 million by the end of May. So when you compare that number, right, so $24 million, it's a lot of money. Um, We looked at, there's an article in the New York Times yesterday that there's a a large health system, nonprofit health system called uh, Providence, and they received almost ten million dollars for each of their fifty-one hospitals. True. Uh, they had put in there that uh, they had projected to lose two hundred seventy-six million as a result of the pandemic. That number seems very high, and it is. But when you break it down with by fifty-one hospitals, that only comes out to five million per hospital. At sure, over the last two and a half months, we're at twenty-four million.
1: Yeah, that's, and not- that's why I've always believed. This needed to be proportionate to reality, not not this arbitrary way that they looked at it. Because you're right, look at the disproportionate reality to one hospital versus any one that you would pick in that larger group that was five times smaller uh, in, in terms of the loss. So that, and then again, when you see winners and losers, if your hospital group was going to lose 278 million but they're giving you 500 and some million you're actually coming out of it a winner. <laughs> yeah.
8: A huge winner. Uh, you, you look at too um and you know this is the reality of what's going on ashore. in the non-clinical areas you know, we've, we've had to uh, furlough workers. Mm-hmm. Um we've had management take pay cuts um you know on the, on the the lowest side management's 15% the high side up to to uh, to Ron Johnson Ron well, take a 35% pay cut. These are massive sacrifices that uh, people are making. Uh, and, the- and
1: Brian, speaking of massive sacrifices, in the course of the past couple of months, women weren't getting breast screenings, people weren't getting colonoscopies, people weren't being checked for other cancers and things. There, There is a price to pay for the fact that all of these services were shut down.
8: Well, we, but certainly we don't want anybody to put their help on hold. Uh, one thing I do want to get to, and then, but well, I- you
1: know, you know what I mean by that, though. You couldn't do it. Uh, I'm actually due for a colonoscopy, and there was no way to do it over the past couple of months. I'm, I'll get it in, but that I don't want to gloss over that point. There are people out there that they've been forced to put their own health issues on hold because if it's considered elective, then you couldn't you couldn't do anything about it, Brian.
8: Well, and and one thing, Van uh, had, uh, excuse me, uh, Jeff Van Drew uh, said that, um, yeah, you know, it was an article. He, he, he was interviewed for the press, and he said, you know, just because the word is elected doesn't mean it's not important. You know, these are these are things that have been uh, 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 health things that you know wasn't related to COVID or wasn't um, you know a life or death at that particular time. But these are there's a lot of people who have health issues that everybody's has uh, put off and. and and not getting things done that they would normally do. So, um, you know, now at the time, uh, elective surgeries uh, were allowed started yesterday, uh, which was uh, yes. May 26th. Uh, yeah, so these are... And, and, and we uh, performed surgeries yesterday, so people are... Um, it's a, And it's a good thing. People are not putting their health on hold, and, and uh, they're not delaying their health care. They're, they're they're calling their... their no, doctor.
1: no, no. What I meant was they're not now, but I don't think there's... We don't have a split decision here, I'm saying for two months, when you couldn't do what you usually do, people had to wait until you could do it again.
8: So what you're saying is the. the um,
1: what I'm saying is that for for nine weeks, if you, if it's like if your favorite restaurant is closed for nine weeks, you can't go there. If it opens this week, you can go again. You couldn't get these services that were not available. Uh, meant people had to wait before they could get those services you get what i'm saying don't you
8: yeah yeah no i understand what you're saying And,
1: and and i wonder yeah it's not it's not a it's not a criticism of shore medical center it's it's a reality that you got shut down in everything basically other than dealing and it's understandable it's a it's a global pandemic but but of course there's all these different losses including the people didn't have the ability to do certain things they would have been doing. People couldn't go to their dentist for the past two months until yesterday. It was the first day. Uh, so I'm saying that beyond everything else, there's an accumulation effect here. Now that people are going to be able to, to go out and get their blood work again and their routine screenings and different things, uh, people with heart conditions and different things. So it's, um, it's about time. I'm very happy about the fact that people can get the service again that they need that was the point i was making
8: yeah absolutely yeah yeah no and i understand the there's um it's it's been a very difficult time so um and we'll talk about like the what are the ramifications going to be you know short term and 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 long term and you hope that uh you know folks having to put off important screenings that they would normally be able to do um hopefully yeah you know that doesn't have a negative effect you know so so i certainly get it um
1: Well, you figure in some cases it'll just be, oh, it would have been nice to know this two months ago, but we're on it now and it might not be that big a deal. In some cases, I mean, I'm not going to cite any specific example, but just it only stands to reason that we always talk about early detection. So if something goes two more months or right now it's getting close to two and a half months and now you can get back in the game, uh, that's not a good thing any way you look at it, but it was our reality.
8: Yeah, you know it's it's um, and I don't know, this may be a little off topic, but uh, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the, one of the things that that we do uh, work with, we work with the state and we work with the county on um, uh, screening programs for people who are uninsured and, and uh, uninsured. It's called the uh, SEAT program, and uh, the, the person who runs that program was just meeting with us uh, last week, and we said, how are we going to be able to educate and um, you know because we can't go to a health fair. Uh, we we can't physically go to um, offices and we, it, you can't physically go to a school right now, right? Hey. Uh the, the screening uh, concept is going to be a challenge. How do we uh, and the education about it? How do we get out into the community to educate people to get screenings so uh, you know they don't put off uh, uh, a colonoscopy, for example? Exactly.
1: Well, I'll tell you what I loved, Brian. I'm a patient, so I received this wonderful communication. That introduced me to all the safety protocols that I'll be met at my car, my temperature will be taken, a COVID-19 test will be done, uh, that you'll be brought in so there's not a wait uh, in, in a public area. You'll be brought in and taken basically directly uh, to, to the treatment room, uh, the screening room, whatever the, um, the service might be. The communication, Brian, from Shore Medical Center has just been terrific.
8: Look, have you enjoyed the um, the healthcare hero stories?
1: Oh my gosh, Brian! Your 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 brand. I mean, all the deep, the neat things that you put up. I'm a huge fan. I love your work, and I love the uh, the communication. I love the 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 um, Shore Medical Center social media presence. Yeah, yeah. I've seen I've seen it all, Brian. I see all the people being recognized as the heroes that they are. Incidentally, every chance I get, I try to bring out something because it's terrible people have died people have been made sick it's horrible uh but at the same time there's a focus now on heroes that didn't really get their due nurses and doctors and other providers and police and fire and ems uh so there is a recognition to the heroes out there in a way that this brought into focus i believe
8: it's it's a. Uh you know, like I said, like like you just said, there' a very difficult time, and there's a lot of uh, you know people suffering. But through that, there are some good stories that are coming out, and um, and one of the things that that really isn't talked about, and we haven't had chance, I haven't had a chance to put it uh, on our Facebook page yet, but the work that's being done in the hospital uh, because we because we have a no visitor uh, policy right now, the the nurses and doctors are using um, FaceTime on making sure that the patients are able to talk with, uh, you know, family members who can't visit them right now. And there's so many touching stories. Um, even, uh, a friend of mine was at, uh, and I won't mention his name, but, uh, recently passed in our, at our, at a hospital and in, in his final, you know, his last moments, our, our doctors and nurses were able to use, you know, the iPads that we have to, uh, communicate with his, with his wife. And, um, you know, it's it's things like that. I don't want to say little things because that's a big thing, but it's it's things like that that the doctors and nurses are 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 doing right now to uh, to make sure that that our that our patients know that their, their family members are are there for them, and the family members know um, you know that that the um, patients are 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 hanging in at the hospital.
1: Brian, that's so huge because everybody listening can just feel and imagine the pain of. Someone that's not doing well that may actually pass away, and you can't even be there with them. So, having at least the opportunity through a video conference to be able to see each other, and I'm sure they had the opportunity to say goodbye or whatever they did with that last visit, um, so profound. Uh, and what it's doing is it's making the best out of an impossible circumstance,
8: yeah, and 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 that's it. That's the type of thing when um, we we launched the Shore Healthcare Heroes campaign about two months ago, and you know it's it's those things that really set the um, staff at Shore apart from 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 others, and it's uh, you know it's those those extra things that that our doctors and nurses and clinical staff do to um, to care for the patients. All right, Brian.
1: Here's what I have to do because you're a talk show host now, so you know I'm a few minutes late, probably just a couple minutes late for the break. Are you staying for one more segment or are you going to wrap it up? I want to put you on the spot, throw it to you. I know we're going to reconvene on Wednesday, June 24th with our usual hour and we'll do the nice, um, you know, the guests and everything that we're, you know, that we're so many years used to doing. Uh, are you staying for a little bit more? Or are you going to sign off now? Let me turn it over to you to decide.
8: Well, I. I guess I can stay a little more if it's okay. How many yeah. more minutes you got?
1: Yeah, well, we'll go to the bottom of the hour. Hold on. Let's get the break in, and then you and I will go to the bottom of the hour, and then we'll have open forum for our listeners for the rest of the program, which I've advertised. It'll work out great. Brian Cahill, Director of Marketing and Public Relations for Shore Medical Center, our community hospital. This is an abbreviated edition of Shore Medical Center Presents. We'll be back in three minutes with Brian.
0: Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. For the latest coronavirus news, open the WPG Talk Radio app now. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: Hey, thanks. With Brian Cahill, the Director of Marketing and Public Relations for Shore Medical Center, our community hospital, we continue. Brian, time is yours.
8: Uh, thanks for letting me uh, stay on those phone. Of course. Fun. You know it. Um yeah, there you go. Uh, wait, I, I wanna say one thing real quick. I uh, I had a, normally we open a show with a quick comment about baseball. So it was my joke today, Holly. Uh, I just gonna tell that uh it, it's at the yeah. end of May and the Mariners are tied with the Yankees for first place. So you know, it's it's, it's not a terrible thing. Your body your body,
1: the Yankees and the Mariners are tied. Let me ask you a serious comment about about baseball though. They're presenting to the Major League Baseball Players Association a funding scheme, a salary scheme that will mean if you're Mike Trout and you don't take one swing and you don't go to one practice and you don't risk the potential of catching up, obviously for that age bracket, it's it's like point. Nine, nine 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 nine. It's but it's above one tenth of one percent. I mean, the, it'd be so rare for somebody that's that young to die, but you could. I mean, it 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 deals with different people, different ways, and there are comorbidities, as you know. So Mike Trout could make thirty-seven point some odd million dollars and do nothing, or he can make five or six million dollars, uh, and play half a season, uh, around the goofy rules of. Of a potential deadly disease, I just have the sneaky suspicion that the major league players—they're not going to approve that. Who—who who the hell would approve that type? I mean, I, I want them to play. it would be heartbreaking not to have even half a season. But how are they going to sign on to that, Brian?
8: I, I don't—I I don't see it. I was looking at that. It's like a sliding uh, decrease in salary, right? As as the higher you get, you have someone who makes seventeen million is going to make seven. Right now. Now, the, now these numbers are are not for the average person. So I'm not trying to trying to say that you feel bad for them, but but how are they, how are they how are they going to sign on to make a, to, to have a 10 million dollar uh, decrease in that, in their salary or,
1: or Mike Trout over 30 million dollar decrease? Uh, yeah. or
8: 30 million dollars, right? Yeah. As, as you, as you Now, the, now
1: the tricky part is that the fact you may get a vote that goes the way of the owners because you're right. Many more players don't make the big bucks. It's actually pretty smart the way they've done it. Uh, because, who knows? Mike Trout is, to me, such a purist. he probably vote, yes, I want to play. I don't care. I'm going to get $37 million for the rest of my career, and this year I'll get 5 or 7 If I do some incentives, he, I think he can make another $2 million, And if the revenue sharing goes well and merch, sales, and stuff like that, they, they have ways to make more. But the people making the shorter money that don't get cut as much they may vote to to play because they, they really need it so it, it I, yeah, might, may, yeah. I, I may have been calculating this wrong looking at it through the big contract instead of the more normal contract that there are many more of
8: yeah if you and, and I think <clears throat> the game could go on it just may, maybe wouldn't have it superstars so look, that's a that's well, no, 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 no.
1: If the if the players vote for it, uh, they, I mean, they got to play or it'd be breach of contract. They, they're they're going to vote for it. So it's not like Mike Trout can vote no and he stays home uh, and makes thirty seven million. If they, if the majority, and, and I think it's just fifty percent plus one. If a majority votes for it, then there will be baseball.
8: Well, it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be interesting, right? But uh, you know, uh, it, it, you know, having baseball back or having. uh, uh, The beach is open or things like that. It's just it's good for everybody's uh, you know mental health to get to get back to normal a little bit. So yeah, I
1: mean I know it's a hospital, it's a medical show, and you're right about that. Uh, There's a lot of studying that's that's being done right now. It doesn't get the sexy coverage that there's two thousand more cases and two twenty more have died. So it doesn't get that drumbeat coverage. But there's a lot of data. This has been extremely injurious. To people it's it's led to uh, a, a significant increase in divorce in domestic violence suicidal thoughts actual suicide committed alcoholism drug abuse uh depression this is this is uh and we know we know this This is no joke i mean it's it's messing with people's minds
8: yeah oh it's been a, it's been a, a terrible thing hopefully hopefully we're all coming out of it and come out uh You know, learning some lessons and 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 come out stronger. I think one of the things that um, you know, one of the things that you know, again, just want to try to look for some of the positives. And I just go just go back to the to the funding uh, piece that we were talking about earlier. You see politicians from both sides of the aisle coming to coming together to fight for uh, our community hospital. It's um, Frank Pallone who's up in in the New Brunswick uh, area. He just recently uh, signed on to to go to bat for us. And then he's working with uh, Jeff Van it's, it's It's a, it's a great uh, thing when that can happen. Um, well, you, and, you and, know, and, hey,
1: listen, you know how much I love that. I've been working very closely with our governor. Any time that you're doing what's right, uh, it shouldn't involve any type of party, label, or any of those parochial considerations. I mean, we're dealing with, you know, a pandemic. So I'd be disappointed if you told me that... You didn't have that kind of thing with a Pallone and a Van Drew, and you have Van Drew and Booker and Menendez. I mean, nobody – it sounds corny, it sounds Reagan-esque, but we're not Republicans and Democrats right now. We're Americans, and it's so important that we keep that as the focus. I know some people get very mad if you work with the other side, but um, I don't know any other way to be. I mean, this is, this is as serious as it gets, and you just have to put all that – Parochialness aside, and just do the right thing.
8: Yeah, and and, and uh, you know they are doing the right thing for us. The community has has, has done uh, what's right by us. Uh, if if anybody is still um, you know if, if you haven't made your email uh, or, or your phone call, please contact uh, Menendez Menendez Booker's office. But even even more than that, contact um, HHS Health and you know they do listen. And uh, like I had said at the beginning of the program. They had um, talked to uh, to Jeff Andrew and said they couldn't believe the outpouring of support that, um, that came from, from South Jersey.
1: And what uh, I'm hoping for, with every keystroke I've typed and every word I have spoken and all your other partners that you've referenced, Brian, and some we probably haven't mentioned by name that have just been so great about this, hopefully HHS takes a look at this and says, hey, you know what? We we just, it's true, I mean, we just put something together that we thought, sometimes when you put something together from a real high aerial view, you miss the nuances of how a community hospital, and more than one, because we've been also um, promoting uh, Cape Regional during all this as well, and really by extension, all of the small hospitals that didn't have 100 COVID-19 patients uh, by April 12th. But that that to me, that was always a hyper technicality because I mentioned right in my preamble to bringing you on, Brian, that I know this and you know this. Shore Medical Center undoubtedly cared for X number of coronavirus or COVID-19 uh, patients and just didn't know it at the time because we didn't have the testing or even the knowledge to what this was.
8: and 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 therefore that the uh the the 100 patients by uh april 10th was arbitrary correct well that's about. i like to say that that's my opinion but that's uh, well i think it's fact i I don't think it's it's your opinion
1: i think it's fact i mean they should have taken into consideration hey this was around earlier than we initially knew and obviously hospitals were dealing with this situation uh and didn't even know it and they were just treating the symptoms as either a pneumonia or some kind of virus uh and then we find out that we have this um this new novel uh virus so yeah i i i it's kind of you to to, to act like that speculation but we know it's true it was arbitrary because uh you don't you don't know your first case until you know officially that you have something you can call it. Other than that, there were all these other times where people were probably treated and resolved and went home, and they weren't counted in the numbers, Brian.
8: That's correct. Yeah. Um, you know, really I think Harry, in the, in, the, in the latest wave of funding, there was um, ten billion that was set aside for uh, rural hospitals. So you might think that um, you know some a uh, hospital like uh, uh, Cape or, or Shore would be considered a rural hospital, you know, or. or uh, located Summers Point in in, 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 in northern Cape uh, County.
1: Hey Brian, as you know, I covered that uh, many many years ago. Uh, that was actually the Deborah Rule, uh, and that's another way.
8: So so so, so we can explain that because the federal government doesn't look at us as rural. Correct.
1: <laughs> Which is totally incredible <laughs> that you that we're we're completely urban. I mean, we are clearly suburban and urban uh and of course rural so yeah that was a that was a, again uh a misclassification and we got the short end of the stick there yeah,
8: it's it's the um it's what you had said it's, it's like when you when you're at the uh looking at things from a higher view and so for a federal government the higher view of of new jersey is at all urban so we don't fall into that category but uh you know certainly you you have uh folks from HHS come come visit us and
1: it, it, what it does, what it shows you is just like when they set up compensation, they said um, full pay and 600 more on top of that per week. And they actually created a scenario where in some cases it would be advantageous as long as this type of extra funding is going on to not work, then it would be to work, which was never the intention. But when you're trying to help people and you're setting it all up in a hurry, you set guidelines that once you actually have the experience of working through it, you wouldn't set it up exactly that way again, and that's what happened here, I believe, with the hospital funding.
8: Got it, got it. Well, it mean, it makes sense. It's just uh, again, we appreciate the, everything that you've done, Harry. It's um, it's been great report. We've taken taken your art- articles, and and, and uh, with social media, we're able to share those articles uh, out there with so many different people. Um, mm-hmm. Support's been great. We, we need to keep the uh the pressure on. And, yeah, at the end of the day we're we're looking at a, a twenty four million in, in a revenue and expenses by the end of May. Uh first two waves we've got three point seven uh million. Next the third wave we've we've got we got zero. And that's a big uh wow. you know, that's a, a big hole. So closing comment, need, Brian. Uh, yeah, we need help. Uh closing comment I'm gonna kinda of squeeze this in it's, we as I had mentioned earlier, elective surgeries uh, did start um yesterday. So if anybody is looking to get an appointment with, with a surgeon, uh, contact Shore Physicians Group, 609-365-6239, yeah. and uh, make your appointment, and, uh, and hopefully we we'll, we'll all get back home and get those uh, health uh, issues uh, fixed.
1: And by the way, let me leave you with one last closing thing. In some of the writings I've done, I believe another positive out of this will be that telemedicine, that Some people just didn't understand it or were adverse to it, just so used to being in a waiting room, to not have to go into a waiting room where perhaps you would be around sicker people than you are, uh, and being able to have your appointment from your home or wherever you are through video conferencing, telemedicine has taken a huge positive, favorable step during the coronavirus era, Brian
8: yeah I, I absolutely have, um, uh, We uh you had appointments um with, with physicians through the uh through physicians group of telehealth it's worked out well Although I, I have to, i have talked to quite a few primary care doctors and they're saying that you know telehealth is is there for certain things yeah but it's definitely important for you to go into the office you know for 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 others and uh, but yeah it's it's been a it's been a great thing to get us through this time Term we even even take down telehealth uh uh, conference call at uh, video conferences through Urgent um, Care. So there, you uh, know, it's just uh, as technology uh, moves forward. So you know, the uh, industry moves forward with it, and the uh, population moves forward with it. Yep. So telehealth is, is telehealth is is, is going to stick around, but it's also. Uh, it, should, it should be a compliment to your eight person visits.
1: I agree with that completely, Brian. Thank you for a great visit. We'll reconvene uh, on uh, Wednesday, June twenty fourth, for the nine o'clock hour. And of course, if you need me before, then we'll we'll always be in touch, like we we are.
8: All right, hey, sounds good, Harry. Um, you've done a great job during this. Nothing, don't do always well, obviously, but you've done a, a great job through uh, through the pandemic and, and and especially I think the, the work that you. have He's done with uh, with the governor has been uh, pretty phenomenal. So, uh, congrats to you and and, and um, again, thanks for having me on. And, and just uh, w- one final thing: the folks at Shore Medical Center have been phenomenal throughout this whole thing, and, and they are truly um, healthcare heroes. No
1: doubt about it, Brian. Thank you, my friend. Uh, until we meet again, have a great day. It's thirty nine minutes past the hour. Six oh nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. Call in right now. As I promised, it's open forum the rest of the way until Brian Kilmeade at 10.06 this morning here on the Hurley in the Morning program, 609-407-1450. Check in right now. Phone lines are open.
0: People all over the Jersey Shore have found the easiest way to stay connected to South Jersey's talk station. It's the WPG Talk Radio app. Read free South Jersey news. Listen to your favorite talk shows. Send us pics and videos when you see breaking news. Wake up with the alarm clock feature and win cool prizes in the 1450 Club. It's all just a tap away with the WPG Talk Radio app. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 10.15 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
1: All right, anybody that's known me for at least five minutes knows I am a huge space fan. I used to say NASA, but now obviously you have this um, private situation. And keep in mind, Elon Musk's SpaceX, they got half the money that Boeing got Boeing had a setback. I'll tell you, Boeing is, if, if, if nothing, they just have awful luck right now. They got four point some billion dollars from the federal government to accomplish what Elon Musk did. Now, I'm sure Musk put his own money in, too, but Musk got two point some billion dollars. And it is Musk's craft that will take the two astronauts, one aptly named Hurley, no relation that I know of. You never know in that kind of thing. I haven't had a chance to tell you yet. Margie traced me back all the way to the 1590s. My, on my mother's side, direct descendants from the Mayflower. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was one of those TV shows. I never dreamed that I could ever go back to the 1590s. I haven't even had a chance to tell you about that. It's been so busy around here. But the weather looks like a 50-50 proposition. Thunderstorms, 50% chance. So if it doesn't take off today, the next window is Saturday, I think around 2 o'clock, something like that. And if it doesn't happen weather-wise or mechanical something or other, on Saturday, there's one more launch window on Sunday. So I would imagine today, Saturday or Sunday, it's going to happen. I'm hoping it's gonna to happen today. I was daydreaming to when I blocked out my schedule. I was a junior executive at the Golden Nugget and the space shuttle was going to be taking off. And I booked myself an appointment. I was very fortunate. My room at my office at that time was one of the hotel guest rooms on the third floor. I had TV, a full bathroom. It was fantastic uh while we were doing construction in, in my office area and I watched that space shuttle challenger go up and I could tell I knew I knew something terrible had happened they 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 did a pretty good job hiding it for a while but you just you just knew that something wasn't right so I've I've caught about every major space flight since I was a child when some of the um the just the tests and stuff like that I'm not I, I I'm not as on top of that but I mean for example today I'm gonna definitely be tuning into that. Two o'clock, Discovery Channel, preview show, and I think sometime a few hours later is the scheduled launch. I mean, I I can't I am so excited that for the first time in a decade we're not hitching a ride on a Soyuz Russian craft. I mean, that's that's just unacceptable. Just as as a proud American, it's unacceptable. Welcome to Hurley in the morning. You're on the air.
9: How you doing, Harry? You doing. It's Ron from Venner.
1: Hey, Ron. Uh,
9: I I just had to give an okay on Marty Small because of what he brought up about reducing the taxes. If your schools aren't going to be open, why are we paying school taxes?
1: Well, here, Ron, they are open though. That's see, I, I hear that more than I expected from people. The schools are open; they're just doing remote learning. Teachers are teaching. Administrators are doing their job. It, the difference is they're just not in the building. Uh, I'm surprised that so many people miss that fact. Maybe because I'm a former school board member, I get it a little bit more. But what do you think it is about that? Because you just said it. I've answered that question on and off air hundreds of times. Oh, the schools are closed. We should be paying anything. The schools aren't closed. It went from in-class instruction to remote learning. So they're still open, Ron. That's not going down. The price per pupil is not going to change because of the coronavirus.
9: What if you're not the type that are capable of having the Internet and... Well, the, here's you know. what
1: you, you got. The answer to that is you got to be. It's all you can do. If if you can't afford the Internet, they provide you in many of the, the, the school districts where there are socioeconomic issues, disadvantage, so on. They provide the, uh, the Chrome notebook and if you can't afford the internet they put what's called a hotspot uh, right there for you so you you just go on and the internet is free. I can promise you that there's not a student that's uh, five years or older that doesn't know how to use the internet. The, the, the In some cases it'll be the parents that are a little bit behind the curve there.
9: That's true. Yeah. Uh, my my son has uh, the children, and uh, they're at home, and he's saying, oh, now I have to teach. This is what the schools are for, to be able to teach. The well, school- the, te-
1: the parents are not teaching, in fairness. The parents are not teaching. Uh, and from district to district, it's a little bit different, but teachers are teaching. Parents are clearly there and supporting and probably feel like, like a student teacher, but the teachers are still doing the teaching,
9: Ron. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's all. Awesome. Good to talk to you, <laughs>
1: my friend. Be well. Take care of Ventnor. Hey, well, next time you're by Ventnor City Hall, tell them to take the flag that's all torn up down and replace it with one that's not all torn up. That'd be a good project, Ron.
9: I have, Harry, I have a flag from my uh, half-brother, was in vietnam and when he passed they got the flag and i don't use the flag No,
1: No, that's 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 a treasure that's an heirloom but your your city hall where you pay a lot of taxes and everybody else does they have a torn up flag it's ridiculous and i've been pointing it out for two weeks now it's terrible they're just a joke
9: i would be proud enough to donate that to the city of Ventnor.
1: Well, they have the big flag, though. Their flagpole, I mean, I'm not putting yours down because yours is probably the same as mine, maybe the 3 by 5 They've got an enormous flag. It's not as big as that car wash over there on Route 9. That thing's, thing's the biggest flag I've, I think I've ever seen. There's also a um, uh, an inn of some kind uh, on uh, in Summers Point area that has the biggest flag I've ever seen uh but the ventnor flag is huge i don't know the dimensions of it and it's probably expensive it's like 30 some bucks for a three by five if you get the stitching and get a real good one not a cheapo uh but that flag is huge but it's all torn up i mean here's what i do you never know one weather storm can do it uh anything can happen it can get snagged on a tree i mean a lot of things can happen you got to always have a backup you have your flag and you have the backup but having a big flag in front of your city hall, your town hall, and it's all torn and tattered is just awful. It's terrible.
9: It's embarrassing. Yeah, it
1: is. For, for the amount of money you pay, it is because you're paying for that. you already paid for that torn flag and you'll be paying for the one that's not torn. but they're they're just they're too busy telling you you can't go on the boardwalk or in the ocean to fix the flag.
9: Oh, you can't go in the ocean. Uh, you can go on the beach, but you can't go in the ocean. Well, you
1: can go. It's really funny, but there was a point in time. The guy's creepy. Uh, it's almost his name. He's Commissioner Creepy. It's very close to his name. Uh, creepy with a K. Uh, he said, You can't go on the boardwalk. You can go on the beach, but you have to keep moving, and you can't go in the ocean. But it got better because Governor Murphy opened things up and you can go in the ocean again. I don't know if you're allowed to towel dry. That's another story. But then then the power trip was you couldn't have bikes on the boardwalk last weekend for Memorial Day weekend. But you can this weekend, Ron. And how many people do you think laughed at this creepy, creepy commissioner of public safety and went on the boardwalk anyhow? Nobody that wanted to – anybody that wanted to ride their bike – countermanded, overruled Commissioner Creepy. So Creepy, instead of telling people not to go on the boardwalk and ride their bike and that they can do jumping jacks on the beach but they can't sit still, uh, go fix the flag. Okay, that'd be an uncreepy thing to do. Ron, have a great day. Take care. You too. See ya. Bye-bye. 52 minutes past the hour. Your calls continue. Our next caller is you when we come back in just a few minutes. 52 minutes past the hour.
0: I am... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Yeah, Getting to work is a little different right now. Your new commute may be to the kitchen, or the couch, or the basement. If your commute has changed, you could be saving money on car insurance. With pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate, you get the same reliable coverage you'd expect, but only pay for the miles you drive. Drive less? Save more with Allstate. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote.
5: Price also includes a daily rate, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates.
0: From nurses to truck drivers, doctors to grocery clerks, the front lines in today's crisis are filled with brave actions every day. And you can do your part by completing the 2020 Census. This simple effort online, by phone or by mail, will help impact the next 10 years of health care, schools, and All of our first responders need your response. So go to 2020census.gov today. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, WPGG Atlantic City, WENJ 97.3 HD3 Millville.
1: Hey, I just thought of something. I looked at a picture. I think his first name is Doug. Easy for me to remember his last name, Hurley. But I... I have the perfect picture. I have to take a picture of the picture because I don't know that I could find it digitally. I guess I could, but you see it perfect there. The American flag and then beneath it on the white portion, right below the right shoulder, Hurley, I think it's D Hurley there. Even better for Don, Uh, I think there is, I can slightly make it out, but this is good though because it looks just like Hurley. Now, I have to say, if you've seen the new spacesuits, I don't like them. I kind of like the uh, – I don't like the helmets, and I kind of like the front part, the top part. The bottom, oh, and then the, sh- the shoes, oh. I mean, definitely um, different looking. And before I get our last caller on, let me just share, because I've done a lot of show prep on this, and now it looks like there's about a 60% per- – chance of favorable weather. So that would be great. And then they evaluate the weather uh, at 6 hours, 4 hours, and 45 minutes before the launch to decide. This will be on pad 39A. That is the same pad from the Kennedy Space Center where the space shuttle used to take off from. I've seen the space shuttle, uh, not right up close, but I've seen the space shuttle uh, in flight. We, we've we been in Florida when that has taken off, and quite amazing to see. And actually, uh, we were on a plane, and we saw a liftoff one time. Oh, it was fascinating. So we have not lifted off an American astronaut on American soil, on an American craft, in basically a decade, since 2011. Think about that. And... Russia charges us about $89 million per astronaut. So you're talking about there's sometimes seven people are going up. It's always usually at least a couple Americans, if not more. So if it was two, you're talking about in the neighborhood of about $160 million. This is much better that we're hopefully going to be back in business, and I really hope that we don't have a setback Boeing was not able to deliver the Starliner. Uh, They got $4.2 billion. The uh, Elon Musk team got $2.6 billion to build what's called the Dragon spacecraft. And the Dragon spacecraft has already been flying cargo to and from the International Space Station. It's been very, very good. And so SpaceX and Musk beat Boeing, that got twice as much taxpayer funding. Boeing recently suffered a big setback; uh, they had a Starliner that a capsule that malfunctioned during a key uncrewed mission flight. And if SpaceX can carry out this mission today, or Saturday or Sunday, depending on weather, it'll be a major win for NASA which pushed for the commercial partnership as opposed to just completely government run and of course not lost on me as I've been calling it hitchhiking. We've been hitchhiking and Russia taking our astronauts to the space station is unbelievable. I think it takes about nine minutes for the craft to actually enter orbit and then it's something like 18 hours or I might be off on that to get to the International Space Station. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air.
10: Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Very well. Going good. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Yeah, so I was going to talk about something else, but since you just brought up that subject, I'll elaborate on that a little bit, if I may. Yeah. Uh, Space flight. I lived in, after I left you in the Trump organization. I, I, my, my father was ill. He was in Florida and he was, he was failing and I want to spend as much time as I could with him. So I, I go, I went down there very frequently and then I wound up moving there and honing my concrete skills. I, I built pools for 10 years down there, but the house I was renting when I was down there, uh, it had a nice big backyard, and we used to sit in the backyard, and I would see, it was, you you couldn't believe it. You knew it was the shuttle. It took off, and nobody heard about it. It was the shuttle program when we had it. I loved it.
1: I I loved the shuttle program. It, It turns out that it was not really as safe as I thought it was, and I'm not just counting the two times where we lost astronauts people forget it wasn't just the challenger we lost astronauts twice two full crews twice with the with the space shuttle and as we learn more and more about the accurate history of it in some cases well in all cases they didn't die immediately this is horrible i don't even want to get into it i've read how it ended for them and uh oh it just it's it's heartbreaking it's amazing if you go back Matt, to the NASA days, I'm not trying to go all over the place here with you, but if you go back to the uh, rather the Apollo days, it is it is almost to me incomprehensible that based on the risk assessment, people people don't realize we would never send astronauts up in 2020 under the circumstances that we put those astronauts up there to the moon in the 1960s and early 70s, we would have never done that. Matt.
10: Wow, it, no it, doubt,
1: it was. I don't. I. I want to call it skill and also a whole lot of luck. I mean, just for example, just getting back the astronauts of Apollo 13 was. If you, I think, if you tried that a hundred times, ninety nine times, we would lose all three astronauts, and 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 th- those odds. It's probably worse odds than that. Uh, Just extraordinary that um, what they did during that that program, but I'm hopeful. I've always preferred the government handling it, uh, but it looks like they they, they got it done, and and they they believe that it is safe for more than just cargo to be on these uh, Dragon crafts, and uh, I can't wait to see two Americans launch today. I hope it's today.
10: Well... I'll tell you something. It was just so interesting to me. My dad took my brother and I to Cape Canaveral one time. And you can do a tour down there. You can take a tour. When they're not launching, you can take a tour. And you go in there, and they they take you out in a golf cart, kind of like a, a golf cart thing. And you go around, and you see all the pads, the launch pads. You go around, you walk through the facility. And on the board there, on the board, it said, I was reading the board, and it said, launch of, uh, a, a space shuttle Atlantis to study biological whatever. Yeah. They're going to bring a, a frog up there or something, or a cat, whatever. They're going to see how they do in space, that, you know, biological studies. And then the next four launches were classified military, Classified military, classified military. Wow! So, what do you think we're putting up there? What?
1: Well, we're putting up there secret satellites. Probably, dare I say, Matt? Probably weapons.
10: No, of course. Yeah. Space force. Yeah. You you said it yourself (laughs) on on this very program. There you go. You you said it first on this very program. But um, I'm saying, if for all your listeners. And everybody, there's something out there that the other world don't know about because we're, we're not stupid. Right. Our military and our Air Force and, our, our, and NASA is not stupid, man. We have the best of the best. We have stuff up there that this country will never get attacked. I'm telling you, there's something up there that, that nobody knows about. Look at Area 51, Harry. Mm-hmm. Look at Area 51. You know, 51. I can't believe,
1: I swear, if there was more time, the music's playing, Matt, if there was more time in the program, I was going to bring Area 51 up. there Because there, there, there have been some declassified releases, and even some that happened by accident. Uh, I don't want to get too crazy here, but there are a lot of... Um, there are a lot of documented. There is a lot of documented evidence about extraterrestrial stuff. There's no question about that. Some people believe. See, I'm I'm just a believer that we cannot be so arrogant to believe that we're the only life uh, in 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 all the universe. I just I don't know what it looks like. I don't know if it speaks. Uh, I I just know this can't be all there is. It, it, it is. God's creation, and it is as near perfect as God can make it. But there's got to be something else. Good stuff, Matt.
11: Live from the Fox News Radio studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends. It's America's receptive voice,
12: Brian
0: Kilmeade.
12: Hey, thanks so much for listening, everybody. It's the Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, It's a busy week, even though the election's five months away in the middle of a pandemic, uh, the economic revival, perhaps, or the reopening of this country. And then we have this story for the first time, and believe me, we're going to remember this for a long time. Uh, Twitter has decided to fact-check tweets, and they're going to start with the president. They didn't like one of his tweets, so they decided to put an attachment to CNN and Washington Post stories related to it. Good luck competing with that. And continuing with that and the unfairness that's bound to happen when Joe Biden comes out with a statement like uh, Donald Trump, because of the way he handled the pandemic, 40,000 more people are dead. Are they going to touch that one? Not true, right? Are they going to go find a, uh, a column, maybe written in the Daily Caller, that shows it's not true, like you just found something in the Washington Post? It's historic. Uh, the, the Twitter is feeling the pressure that the president likes their medium, and there are a bunch of liberal owners uh, there, and the president came out and just uh, talked about his uh, uh, the misuse of paper ballots and the mail-in voting, and how it's going to screw up the whole election, and they've had a problem with that. Matt Schlapp is going to be with us shortly, and Senator Martha McSally at the bottom of the hour. She's in trouble politically. She was appointed to that opposition, and uh, she is trailing to the astronaut, and we'll discuss that. First big three.
11: Now with the stories you need to know, it's Brian's Big Three. Number
5: three. I hope he releases these calls. This one phone call has been the excuse that the Obama administration, that the intelligence chiefs, that the media have used as the sort of fulcrum of the whole Russia probe.
12: Yeah, that is uh, KT McFarlane. More, uh, more on the Michael Flynn fight for justice as we are now in the doorstep of learning exactly what was said in those calls to the Russian ambassador, which resulted in the collapse of his finances, career and
13: reputation,
12: at least for now.
11: Number two. Do you have a problem figuring out whether
13: you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? I cringed. No question about that. In this instance, uh, Joe did not do as well as I had hoped in responding.
12: <laughs> yes, not as well as I'd hoped. How about horribly bad uh, presidential politics as a Biden MVP rebukes Joe's comments on black voters and the president test drives a new reelection theme and his most loyal supporters expressed to him some alarm in battleground states. To see if Matt Slap
13: agrees. Number one. We are in transition. And we are pivoting now towards reopening. The curves are flattening, and they're adjusting downwards. This is great news. It's driving the stock market up. Larry
12: Kudlow, economic comeback does it begin. State by state, there are signs of hope and perhaps hype. We will bring you the state stories and the numbers behind the optimism, most of all. How do you feel? BrianKillmeShow.com, by the way, if you ever want to get the podcast, let's bring in Matt Schlapp, Chairman of the American Conservative Union and was the deputy assistant to President George W. Bush. His wife, Mercedes Schlapp, is now a key figure with the Trump re-election campaign. Matt, welcome back.
11: Great to be with you again, Brian.
12: Hey Matt, so there was a political story yesterday that talked about the fear of it's a former Obama official, now a Harvard professor, that the economy is gonna be on the upswing. It's gonna have the biggest improvement in quite some time. And that Democrats could be in trouble because of it, even though the numbers are high. And I know you want the Democrats to worry. Do you believe there's a reason to worry if the economy begins to
11: go in the right direction? Well, look, the economy has to go in the right direction because. I mean, it, it couldn't really be much worse, Brian. I mean, this shutdown. You know, when I hear Larry Kudlow, a great man and a good friend, talking about how the curves are flattening, that's very lagging. That that was weeks ago, um, and we we've waited. We've been way too uh, careful in these blue states, and blue state governors are, I think, playing politics now because I think they believe that if the economy stays shut down, that that weakens. Uh, Trump and Republicans running for the House and Senate, and I think it's a damn shame what the governor of North Carolina is doing to try to shut down a Republican convention, and what the, quite honestly, the governor of Virginia is doing to prevent the Trump campaign from going back to work. Um, You know, uh, so you know, I I think that the economy is bound to come back; it'll come roaring back. But what I worry about, and and I love President Trump, and I'm a big supporter, but what I worry about is we stayed hunkered down too long, and these. Public health officials, I know they mean well, but they don't understand anything about economics. And I think we've made ourselves sick trying to stay healthy.
12: Well, there's no question about it. I think Governor Cuomo's gone way too slow. The governor of Massachusetts, way too slow. Pennsylvania, an embarrassment. New Jersey, uh, suffocating small business in their state, which uh, they're going to lose millions. And then Governor Cuomo comes to Washington today and says, hey, would you fulfill my the budget gap I have? He wants some free money.
11: Yeah, this is exactly right. Now, look, they, uh, the Democrats took the mention of God out of their platform, um, which I think when you chuck God out of the equation, no wonder they have so much trouble telling the truth. And uh, and I think they're playing politics with this. And I also think they're using this pandemic as a way to push their radical social policy. In this case, uh, I think they like this idea of every American getting a monthly check that uh, is more than probably uh, they would make in the job market for some folks, especially people starting out. And, uh, and so they love this idea of a guaranteed income and now they're going to use this pandemic as an opportunity to have the federal government be the backstop for every big spending free willing liberal in the country america will never be able to pay its bills we're already trillions of dollars in debt if we start picking up the credit card bills of gavin newsom and uh, governor cuomo and i'll tell you what there's going to be an insurrection in this country if we go down those roads
12: Absolutely. Here's Governor Cuomo yesterday, cut eight. Hospitalizations
6: down, great news. Rolling average down, number of intubations down, number of new COVID cases down to the lowest level since this ever started, just
12: about 200. What the hell are you waiting for? We're only in phase one. New York City is even opening up till the middle of June. It's crazy.
11: They won't open up until they demand to be closed down because uh, every uh, medical professional I've talked to tells me that, you know, when the temperature turns cold and, you know, New York City is a particularly cold city because of the skyscrapers and everything else, you don't you don't get a lot of sunshine up there, Brian. Uh, they're going to demand to close this thing down all over again. We have some governors saying that we won't re- be able to fully open up until the middle of November of this year. I don't know where they come up with a middle of November, Brian. I'm sure that's just a random date. Uh, that they selected. Uh, and, uh, and so, you know, this is, uh, this is shameful, uh, behavior to use people's health. I talked to a person last night for an hour who recovered from COVID. He, uh, he was cured by one of these drugs that CNN says will kill you. He was cured by one of those drugs and he actually ended up spending uh, an extra amount of time in the ICU because, let's face it, the healthcare professionals uh, are trying to figure out how to handle this really peculiar virus. Um, so his, his the people treating him almost killed him after he recovered from Corona, right? And I think what the governor of New York, with his demand for hospital beds and uh, respirators and everything else, uh, they have been wrong about almost everything they have demanded everything. that we provide and it's time for common sense americans to take a breath and look at the situation and say 99.9 percent of us recover from it if we get it if we're not in one of these scary classes of comorbidity and uh and you know what we all, you know at least probably 25 to half of us have already been exposed in this country uh, and you know, the fact is it's what your grandmother taught you the best way to uh, counteract uh, Chinese corona is to in a healthy state experience it and beat it
12: Right. Uh, by the way, uh, Andrew Cuomo's popularity went from 73 to 61% approval and handling the nursing home 43%. When things get more and more exposed, it will turn out he is blaming the Trump administration for the policies that had these COVID-positive patients going back to nursing homes no if they can isolate they go back to nursing homes you don't put an infected patient back in a nursing home without isolation it killed thousands of people and to blame the Trump administration is uh, befuddling to say the least meanwhile yeah, it was Anthony the Fauci ways. who yeah if Anthony Fauci came out and told us well the flu uh, kills point four percent of people and this kills one percent of people it's it's not the flu it's worse now it turns out this kills point three percent of the people and he comes out who by the way told us in january and february nothing to worry about here is anthony fauci today
7: and i often say you know we often talk about the possibility of a second wave or of an outbreak when you're reopening mm-hmm. we don't have to accept that as an inevitability, and particularly when people starting thinking about the fall. And I want people to really appreciate that. It could happen, but it is not inevitable. If we do the kinds of things that we're putting in place now, identification, isolation and contact tracing, we can prevent this second wave that we're talking about.
12: All right. Uh, Is this I mean, look, he's a wonderful, he's probably a very smart, smarter than I'll ever be. But man, this guy is not a fountain of truth. I mean, excuse me, a fountain of accuracy.
11: You know, I have just long ago stopped listening to the healthcare professionals. I'd rather have a coin and flip it to know whether or not a. You know, when we when we had this one uh, patient at uh, CPAC, all the healthcare professionals and I talked to all of them uh, told me. Don't worry about telling everybody to wear masks. And, of course, this was a week after CPAC had ended. But you don't have to worry about wearing a mask because it will make you sick because you'll be touching everything and then you'll be touching your face because masks always move around on your face. Now, out of nowhere, everyone's all of a sudden saying, oh, yeah, all of us should be wearing masks and gloves. You know, it's just they, they keep changing all the guidance. Now, I can understand if, they learn, if they're doing it off data and learning and then changing. But their data is all wrong, Brian it's garbage in garbage out and so i once again i think this is a moment where just american common sense and know-how you you've got to almost dictate for yourself what you think makes sense and it all comes down to the same thing if you're in a if you're if you're like my mom and you're 80 years old and you have health issues you know she's not going to a lot of events with a lot of people and she's maintaining her distance and everything else but if you're a healthy person um, you've got to make your own choices, and Americans have been doing this for 200 years. We've survived pandemics, we've survived challenges, this is a moment where we just got to use common sense. I agree, and uh, people who wear a
12: mask in the car by themselves, what are you talking about? you buy yourself <laughs> on a beach wearing a mask, what are you doing? Uh, I'm watching David bash,
11: and I drive very fast and I try to pass them, because I'm like, I don't know if that person's all there. <laughs>
12: By the way, I would love, now that we all wear masks out, I can't understand what anybody's saying. I repeat myself 20 times, finally I take the mask off and I go, hey, how much is this? You know, so we're like, if no one could hear each other, we can't understand each other, everything's muffled, Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, Just real quick on this, I'm watching Dana Bash interview Joe Biden. They decide to do it from 12 feet away. Why, why even interview him? Why not just put him on a satellite or get a bullhorn? It looks so ridiculous. What do you do when you're six feet away, the guy gets tested every day? The reason why Trump doesn't wear a mask, he got tested an hour before, that's why he doesn't wear a mask. It's to protect other people from you. So real quick, let's talk a, politics. Go ahead.
4: It was insane.
11: That was insane. And I'll just say one thing on this distancing and the mask thing, as a Roman Catholic, they're telling us in Virginia we can't even go inside our churches, we have to wear masks, everyone knows anything about the Catholic Church, that you receive communion. So if you're taking your mask on and off and on and off, let's face it, folks, it's pointless. It's just playing to people's emotions of fear and trying to calm people down. Our fears should be based on rational concerns, not on irrational concerns. And we're playing into this political correctness. And the latest version of it is, when you wear a mask, you can't get corona. And it's just not accurate. Right,
12: unless, of course, the first two months when they told us something else, they were inaccurate then. So yesterday, I'm reading this story, and it's not been denied to me, that uh, David Bossie and Corey Lewandowski went to see the president. The president likes them. Their senior advisors, part of the success of 2016 and told him, Mr. President, Florida and Arizona, you're in a lot of trouble. He ends up calling in the directors in both those states and some of the other battleground states and saying there's an emergency here, especially with uh, voters over 65. Tell me the truth, Matt. You know his politics well as anyone. Yeah, your Mercedes is down there in the trenches. Uh, so, President, is that the right message the President should be getting?
11: Yeah, yes, in, in the sense that I think we should be very concerned. I think all Trump supporters should be concerned. I think there's a bit of a cockiness out there in the country that he somehow found a way last time, and so he'll just find out that way this time. And uh, the shutdown is been, and the pandemic has been very alarming to a lot of people. And the polls, actually, a lot of polls look bad. Uh, I actually don't look at the polls as being indicative of what's going to happen in November. I actually think that things will get in a, on a better direction, but we should not assume that you can go through a pandemic and an economic shutdown without political consequences. There will be political consequences. So I think that's the right message to tell the president. Yes, there's some alarming situations out there. Now, that all being said, uh, I actually think the the reelection campaign is novel. It's interesting. It's the right kind of campaign. And I think the president is in a will eventually be in a very strong position uh, to win reelection. But nobody out there who's a Trump supporter should be taking this for granted. You should be concerned. You should be out there uh, convincing your neighbors that uh, a tax-raising 12-foot-away Joe Biden uh, is not the solution to uh, our problems of an economic downturn and taking on China. We need Trump for that fight. And that's what this election is going to be about.
12: He is matchlap, knows a lot of stuff, and he even doesn't tell us everything he knows. But someday he will uh, when he writes a book. Uh, matchlap, thanks so much. No, Brian, you write the books.
11: I read the books. You write the books, okay?
12: Oh, uh, that that's a good point. Uh, chairman of the American Conservative Union and a wonderful person. Matchlap, thanks so much. Uh, when we come back, your phone call is one 408 7669 One line open. Uh, this is the Brian Kilmeade Show.
11: Don't go anywhere. Brian Kilmeade will be right back.
0: Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
12: Father's Day is coming up and if you're like me you're talking to all your friends and family nobody ever knows what to get dad well here's your answer with it coming up How about Omaha Steaks? Perfectly aged tender steaks, Omaha Steaks will deliver the world's best steaks to your dad, a huge variety of other favorites directly to his door. Omaha Steaks is offering my listeners a variety of amazing packages, perfect to send to dad for Father's Day. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter the promo code Brian to the search bar to unlock savings of 50% and more. With the Brian code, you can receive free shipping and free one pound package of delicious Applewood smoked steak cut bacon on select packages. So there are many packages available perfect for our dads, all ready to be shipped in time for Father's Day. Right now, Father's Day packages are ready to order, ready to ship, and many include free shipping and free pound of steak-cut bacon. Omaha Steaks delivered guaranteed quality and safety with every order. So send dad a gift of food he'll love this year. Visit omahasteaks.com, type Brian in the search bar to shop for Father's Day today.
3: America's ready to get back to work. But to win in the new economy, you need every advantage to succeed. Smart companies run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. With NetSuite, you'll have visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. Everything you need, all in one place. Whether you're doing a million or hundreds of millions in sales, NetSuite gives you visibility and control so you can manage every penny with precision. You'll have the agility to compete with anyone, work from anywhere, and run your whole company right from your phone. Join over 20,000 companies who trust NetSuite to go faster with confidence. NetSuite surveyed hundreds of business leaders and assembled a playbook of the top strategies they're using as America reopens for business.
5: Receive your free guide, seven actions businesses need to take now, and schedule your free product tour at netsuite.com slash open. Get your free guide and schedule your free product tour right now at netsuite.com slash open. netsuite.com slash open.
13: Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. But first, if you own a life insurance a term policy that you no longer need or can't afford, you can sell it for cash. That's what Edward and Margaret did when faced with mounting medical bills and an unplanned retirement. Coventry Direct helped them sell their $1 million life insurance policy for 130000 cash. See if you qualify. Please call 1-800-888-3791 or visit CoventryHelpSeniors.com. That's 1-800-888-3791 or visit CoventryHelpSeniors.com. On this Wednesday, I am thinking about an article in the Wall Street Journal by former CBS News president, Van Gordon Sauter, whom I worked for in the early 1980s. Mr. Sauter says, quote, the highly influential daily newspapers in New York, Washington, Los Angeles, and Boston are now decidedly liberal. On the home screen, the three broadcast network still have their liberal tilt. Two of the three leading cable news sources are unrelentingly liberal in their fear and loathing of President Trump, unquote. Van Gordon Sauter goes on to write that this will not change because there's too much money in hating Donald Trump, and the media must now cater to partisan people. All of this is true, But the danger for the country is not mentioned in the article. When journalism no longer seeks to expose or find the truth, who will? How will the folks know what is real? Who is trying to hurt them? Who is a phony? Well, the answer is they won't know. And therefore their vote will not be as intelligent and perceptive as it might be. The media is there to help American citizens clarify the truth. It is failing dismally. Now, this protect yourself and your family with high quality face coverings from Boomer Naturals. They're lab verified to give 92.2% antibacterial protection, and are available in adult and child sizes. Boomer Natural face coverings are made for use up to 30 days when you hand wash between uses. I recommend ordering your face covering now at boomernaturals.com. Use code BILL20 at checkout to save 20%. Plus get free shipping on any order over 50 bucks. Please use Bill20 at boomernaturals.com. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis
7: later on. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us next at 1 on WPG Talk Radio
11: 95.5. The talk show that's getting you talking. You're with Brian Kilmeade.
6: If there's ever a time to actually take on this overdue need, of major infrastructure construction, now is the time. Scheduled to meet with the president, uh, to talk about a number of things, but this is one of the things I want to talk to the president about. You want to restart the economy, you want to reopen the economy, let's do something creative, let's do it fast, let's put Americans back to work.
12: All right. Uh, it would help, Governor Cuomo, if you were putting New Yorkers back to work at a way in which does not put their health at risk, but, my goodness, leans forward and gives them an opportunity to stand up their businesses. Phase one opens up today. It should have been two weeks ago. Phase two and three and four should be happening right away. It better not be two weeks at a time. If you're not going to stand up your economy and take some risks, why should the president uh, write a uh, check on overdraft to New York? And I say that as a New Yorker. Jason, listening at 97.1 in St. Louis. Hey, hey, Jason, you're talking about politics, right?
11: Absolutely, Brian. I'll keep my comment real, real simple. Uh, I think Val Demings would be a perfect uh, vice presidential candidate uh, for Joe. I understand the Republicans are running very scared. Uh, these polls that came out, it's very, very clear Donald Trump is in trouble, which he should be in trouble. Uh, he's been an ultimate failure what do you like about couple Val of years. What do you
12: like about Val Demings?
11: Uh, I like that she's a strong woman and she's not afraid to go after the president. And she won't be afraid to go after Pence whenever they're standing next to each other on that stage because anybody's going to wipe the floor with either one of them because you've got the dirty How come they have it? And you really think you purple- think
12: Biden is going to wipe the floor with the president? You're the Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Even yes, Biden's family not. doesn't think that. Is he going to remember his name? There's yeah, nobody I know though. that thinks that Biden will. There's nobody I know that thinks that Biden will beat Trump. In a debate. If you want to say the president went overboard with Joe Scarborough, absolutely.
0: Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Michael Savage. I'm I'm going to beat beat Joe Biden.
13: He is saying something that's true. He says he's going to beat Joe Biden, and only Biden can beat Biden, and it looks like he's doing a damn good job of it. But this thing about if you don't vote for him, you're not black, is there anyone who is African American who might find this slightly offensive? I don't understand that if a Republican said that, there'd be calls for federal investigations.
0: Michael Savage, weeknights at 9 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
4: I'm Chris Foster. President Trump is using Twitter to complain about Twitter, putting a fact check label on two of his tweets the first time that's happened. The president wrote that Twitter is now interfering in the 2020 presidential election and is completely stifling free speech. And I, as president, will not allow it to happen. Twitter highlighted two of the president's tweets. They claim mail-in ballots will lead to widespread voter fraud. Fox's John Decker. The president's scheduled to attend today's first ever launch of a manned private spacecraft from American soil. NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine tells Fox.
14: So we have put astronauts on a brand new spacecraft four times in the history of the United States. Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, and the shuttle program. And and now we're doing it on a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket with a Crew Dragon. So this is very historically significant.
4: The launch in Florida is scheduled for 4.33 p.m. Eastern Time. America's
15: listening to Fox News. A wave of New Jersey businesses may go against Governor Murphy's coronavirus-related order and reopen by June 1st. Murphy is given no timetable on when non-essential businesses can open their physical locations to customers. Thousands have joined a Facebook page called New Jersey Business Coalition opening June 1st. There are many postings from gyms to nail salons to barbershops. Murphy says certain coronavirus-related health data must be met first before businesses get the green light to open. The governor says the state is moving closer to entering phase two. The latest numbers show 54 new daily deaths and 703 new cases of COVID-19, Officials say the numbers may be skewed due to a lack in reporting because of the Memorial Day holiday. The governor allowing pro sports teams to train in Jersey. While it was reported last week that the Phillies will likely use Citizens Bank Park to resume spring training whenever Major League Baseball reaches an agreement on the 2020 season, the announcement for Murphy is a significant step forward for the other professional sports teams that reside in Philly but practice in Jersey. It means the Sixers can open their Camden facility and the Flyers can train at their Voorhees facility once the NHL gives them the green light. The Sixers had been among 11 teams that had been prohibited to reopen their facilities as the NBA works closer to returning to resuming its season. The Eagles, headquartered in Pennsylvania, has yet to make any sort of decision on professional sports resuming. In the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 newsroom, I'm Ashok Bala.
7: Neil Cavuto, and this is the Fox Business Report.
5: Stocks opened higher. Investors are optimistic about discussions to provide more
14: economic stimulus to boost the recovery. Boeing is about to cut 2,500 jobs, the result of the slump in air travel caused by the coronavirus pandemic. The Wall Street Journal says
1: the positions will be eliminated through voluntary layoffs. Tesla is lowering the price of its
5: electric cars. Analysts believe Tesla has found a way to save money in production, and it is passing on savings to car buyers. Google is planning to open around 10%
1: of its office space beginning July 6th and step it up to 30% in September. Carnival says it won't be sailing its Germany-based Aida cruises until after July 31st. The company is waiting for more information about international tourism. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda. Invested in you.
12: Okay, you know how it feels when you've saved enough for that long-awaited home addition? Now imagine an addition on that addition. That's the feeling with Capital One, where a new savings account earns an interest rate five times the national average. That's right, five times, as represented by five times more singers.
14: This is Banking Reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Rate comparison based on FDIC national rate. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Temperatures
7: close to the 60 degree mark this morning with fog in the neighborhood again. I've seen visibilities at or below a quarter mile, which is the definition of dense fog. So please be careful. It looks like the fog largely burns off within the next hour or two, then partly to the mostly cloudy skies. High around 73, cooler 60s at the beaches today. A shower possible late tonight with fog likely again, low as 65. Lots of clouds and maybe a shower tomorrow, 74, 78 Friday with a few showers and thunderstorms. I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow in the Towns. New Jersey
0: Weather Network Brian Kilmeade WPG Talk Radio
11: 95.5 He's so busy He'll make your head spin It's Brian Kilmeade
13: Well I think everyone knows We're down to uh, Less than 8,000 troops uh, We're with uh, leadership in many different fields and in many different parts of of that country, we're with uh, we're dealing with the Taliban. We're dealing with the president. We're really not acting as soldiers. We're acting as police, and we're not sent over there to be policemen. But we're there 19 years, and uh, yeah, I think that's enough. And uh, they understand. We're having uh, very positive talks. We want to bring our soldiers back home. We want to bring them back home. We have to go back, we'll go back, and we'll go back raging.
12: No, we're not. Uh, We're not gonna blow back in there. There's gonna be other countries that are gonna come in there, uh, like China, who are there uh, just raking up the rare earth materials and minerals so I, I think it's a big mistake to leave in november it's not so much a raging war for nineteen years i want to stop writing checks to their government absolutely but in terms of security we've done great things in keeping the next terror attack away from our homeland and other terror groups from coming back there in great numbers because of our presence Senator martha McSally knows all that she fights wars for a living or used to she's a member of the armed services committee and banking committee and author of a brand new book called dare to fly simple lessons and never giving up uh, Uh, Senator uh, McSally, welcome back to The Brian Kilmeade Show.
5: Good morning, Brian. Hope you're doing well today.
12: I'm doing good. Congratulations on the book. What was it like to tell your story at such a young age?
5: Oh well, thanks. Well, the process of sharing the book was actually impactful, just uh, in healing in some ways, but in sometimes painful. You know, sharing some stories, going from being a shy, pudgy, motion sick kid, you know, to being the first woman to fly in combat, uh, and other challenges that I've been through. You know, losing my dad when I was twelve, and even going back through that and talking to my mom and family members, it was it was impactful in a very positive and meaningful way. And although I've had some unique experiences in my life, Brian, everybody. Everybody can relate to fear and how we overcome fear. Everybody can relate to adversity and challenges. Right now, I think everybody can relate to uh, things are not going as planned for 2020. Uh, And I've had experience in my own life in that past, and so I share some lessons trying to be a wingman to the reader uh, for their own journey so that they can be encouraged and they can break through their own barriers and find their own courage. I bring them into the cockpit of an A-10 warthog for my first takeoff and also uh, complex combat missions, uh, trying to again encourage them for their own their own path
12: president wants to pull out all troops in Afghanistan by uh, by Election Day what are your thoughts on that
5: well, I served in Afghanistan. I'll tell you, in 2005-2006, I commanded my A-10 Warthog Squadron over there. We provided 24-7 close air support and coverage for our troops on the ground. And we did our mission. and uh, We saved American lives. I'll tell you, I, I was over in Saudi Arabia on 9-11 and a part of the initial team to plan the initial airstrikes against the Taliban. And over the years, as a senior military leader, I really felt like we had mission creep happen instead of us being very focused on ensuring that they are not a safe haven for terrorist activity that are going to come and kill Americans. Somehow it turned into trying to bring them into the 21st century, you know, becoming a liberal democracy. um, And that should have never been our mission. So I think a lot of mistakes have been made over the years. I share the president's frustration that here we are almost 19 years later. And I think we've never had conditions and strategic focus over the last many years. It's been more about just kind of the status quo. And I agree, we, you know, insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. And uh, it's time for us to rethink. Uh, But we also need to make sure that they don't become a safe haven for terrorists that are going to hurt Americans again. That should have always been our mission, but we lost track of that.
12: Yeah, but uh, we're going to leave without that Uh, Without that mission accomplished. In fact, a story in the New York Times today, I can't really deny the Taliban with direct quotes says they sense a victory over superpower. And we know how the victory over the Soviet Union propelled that Islamic extremism throughout the region. Mm. Now they're going to have a second one uh, that they're going to claim as theirs because we came, we conquered, but left and they're about to reconquer.
5: Yeah, again, I, I share the concerns. There is about a dozen terrorist organizations there now. Uh, it's not just Al Qaeda; it's ISIS and it's several others. Uh, and we also need to be really looking at Pakistan. I mean, some of the challenges we've had over the last two decades, because Pakistan continues to be a safe haven for the terrorists. They go over into the safe haven, they regroup, they reequip, and they come back over again. And if you're trying to fight an insurgency, and that needs to happen also from the inside out, the insurgency is for Af- the Afghans to. Fight Right. The terrorists, we need to make sure that we are continuing to have intelligence capability and the ability to strike them so that we don't have terrorists hurt Americans. So uh, again, no decisions have been made. Um, We need to to keep our eye on the ball about protecting Americans and our national security interests. Unfortunately, over the last 19 years, um, that that hasn't been the main objective. It's been one of them. And we've had a lot of people saying glasses half full every year. The general's given updates about how we're on the verge of winning, and it just really has not been factually accurate and that's what brings us to where, where we are today
12: i just can't believe we can't stand up there's a hundred thousand men uh, and woman police uh security forces and yet they don't seem effective fighting the taliban how could that be
5: well it's a very complex environment uh they've been at war for for many decades if we didn't even start training them up brian Uh, until late into the 2000s. When I was there in 2005, 2006, we were still fighting our own little war. We weren't even thinking about how are, I mean, I just say strategically, how are they going to provide for their own security? How are they going to provide for their own people? This can never be done by an outsider. And so it's a very complex society. Uh, They've been in and out of war for a very long time. Uh, And these are some of the challenges that... Again, do Americans have to solve all these problems? No. This is for the Afghans to solve for themselves. What we need to do is ensure that there's not a safe haven for terrorists who are going to come kill Americans. That's why we went in there in the first place.
12: Right. Uh, Martha McSally has her book out now. It's called Dare to Fly, Simple Lessons in Never Giving Up. Senator, right now you have another challenge on your hands. Uh, Some polls show you're down double figures as you try to get a fresh six years to to be a senator from Arizona Uh, to Mark Kelly, the astronaut. Uh, How do you close that gap? Word is at the White House the president was briefed and is very concerned about your candidacy.
5: Yeah, we're, we're working very closely with the president's team. Uh, we talked to their team several times last week. Uh, look, this is going to be a consequential election. I've had $10 million dumped on my head over the last year and a half. We say at fighter pilot, at fighter pilots, you know, you're over the target when you're getting flack. They know that the only way that they can have Chuck Schumer be in charge is to go through Arizona. Uh, and yeah, you just call my opponent, the astronaut. Well, you know what? I'm the female fighter pilot who broke through barriers and uh, served my country and, and flew in combat, uh, 325 combat hours, so uh, I've got a story of my own, and while I've been in the Senate, I've been fighting for Arizonans. Uh, leading on the issues to address this pandemic. Uh, And last year, I got the most bills passed into law of any senator, tied with Chuck Grassley as a one-year senator. So the fight going forward, though, Brian, is going to be, who do you trust to get the economy going again? Is it the people who brought the great economy, President Trump, working with Republicans that we had before this pandemic? And who do you trust to hold China accountable? They unleashed this virus on the world. They lied about it. They covered up and we've got two candidates here in Arizona with very different records. I don't trust communists, I never have. And my opponent went into business with them. He's tied to them to finan- financially. He's invested in them. They're invested in him. Wow. So, hey, you want to make a that. living, that's fine. In what, in what yes. respect? In what
12: respect <laughs> is Mark Kelly invested in them?
5: There is a Chinese communist associated company who has invested in a company that he co-founded. That's point one. Uh, point two is you should look for the video of him peddling uh, vitamins in a pyramid scheme in China, making a buck. While he's coming out on stage on a motorcycle with a Chinese flag on the back. Look, I don't begrudge anybody making a living. But you've got to ask yourself, will Mark Kelly stand up to the people who he's beholden to financially? Of course he won't. And by the way, neither will Joe Biden. They have a very different view on China than President Trump and I do. So I'm committed to holding China accountable. The Communist Party is actually threatening me. And they threaten to meddle in our election. Why do you think that's happening? I'm leading to hold them accountable. We've got to bring our critical supra- supply chains back home, our health care supplies and, and other things. And it's just a simple question that's going to be consequential. And it hasn't even started. Look, my opponent's gotten a pass so far. It's ridiculous how he's been treated. But the fight's going to be on pretty soon.
12: Uh, Senator, the other thing that's going on is uh, they are taking offense to those who are I asking for an investigation, one of which is Australia. And the Australian they said you better get in line or there's gonna be hell to pay, we're gonna deny you iron yeah. ore sales, we're gonna stop trade. What yeah. is our role in helping a loyal ally like Australia? What have we done substantively to go to let China know we got their back?
5: Well, this is this coronavirus has been a wake up call for so many people. I think for those of us who have been involved in national security for decades, uh, you know, I've been re- obviously seriously concerned about the rise of China over the last several decades. They are primary threat, and they're doing it in plain sight. They've done it complicitly by us. So this is a wake up call. Australia is standing up. We need to partner with them and the rest of the world. The Europeans and others need to wake up. China is an adversary. They have been on a path to replace America. They are cheating. They are lying. Uh, They are communists. They cannot be trusted. We've been complicit in it. If we can work together with all our allies uh, in Asia and in Europe and stand up to China, bring our manufacturing home, hold them accountable, use all elements of national power. We're going to be stronger than they are, and they'll have to change their behavior. They'll have a choice, but we can't allow it to happen anymore.
12: So uh, I thought Senator Portman put together an interesting proposal in a time in which we're extending unemployment benefits. I understand 36 million, 39 billion people lost their lives, uh, lost their jobs. And and now we're adding $600 for their inconvenience. There's very little incentive to go back to work, even though people are doing it for their own code of ethics. Now we understand Senator Portman made a proposal to pay people to go back to work, incentivize them to go grab a job. Among the people that are interested in this or hearing more about it is uh, is uh, Larry Kudlow. Have you heard anything about this, and would you be in support of it on its surface?
5: Yes, I have talked to Rob Partman about this, and I think in general, in Arizona, where our economy is open back up again, people are safely returning to work, but the, the damage is pretty pretty. St- pretty deep. And uh, look, the underlying laws say you cannot quit your job and get on unemployment. You're not allowed to refuse a job and get on unemployment. I'm very interested as we move forward in any proposals that do incentivize and propel people back to work. But we need to make sure that it's not unfair for those that have been working through this whole process in a similar job that they end up actually being paid less. So uh, proposals going forward need to incentivize work, support our small businesses, allow people to start putting food on the table for their families after they were asked not to work to save other people's lives. I think Arizona is doing a good job on this, but I'm, I'm certainly interested in continuing the conversations of what else we can do to propel people back to work.
12: Right. Uh, when people of uh, Arizona, when you look around right now, how close are you guys to opening up?
5: We are open up, Brian. I've uh, gotten my haircut. I've gotten a pedicure. I've gone to restaurants. I hiked to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. Uh, you're allowed to safely do these activities. Uh, I think Arizona has, has done a very good job. It's not an either-or. We need to still protect the vulnerable and nursing homes and assisted living. We need to test people and allow them to go visit their loved ones. This is one of the cruelest part of this disease is people are suffering alone. Uh, and we need to allow people to work. So in Arizona, come out to Arizona, Brian you can get a haircut, you can go, go get a beer. Uh, I think the governor is doing a good job here. And look, we trust Arizonans to make good decisions. I shared what I did. I was able to safely do that. There's protections that are happening at these businesses. But my friend who's a le- leukemia survivor, she can't do the same things I'm doing. And so let's have the guidelines out there. Let's allow people to make good choices and safely allow them to work and provide for their families. Yeah, Arizona's it's been a great model. I-
12: yeah, and just to go back, the Back to Work Bonus, the White House signing a $450 a week bonus pay for rehired workers. Rob Portman put it out to incentivize jobless workers to return to employment because they have $600 coming to them, uh, I guess, yeah. a month up until July, and they won. And Nancy Pelosi's new, uh, new $3.3 trillion aid package has that continuing through November. Are you for
5: additional aid? i'm for propelling the economy back on track and allowing people to safely go back to work so whatever we need to do for that and incentivize and support workers uh let's do that we had a really strong economy beforehand so anything that allows us to accelerate that includes you know deregulations and other things any other support to small businesses let's do it let's have serious conversations about it and look in arizona people want to work uh, they don't want to be staying home and not working, even if they're getting paid a little bit more. Now, there's cases here and there, but really when this ends, pe- people I'm talking to, what they want to be connected to an employer. They want to have that security past their unemployment payment. The unemployment payment was supposed to be temporary just to help people get through this. And now we need to work together to figure out how they can continue to provide for their families themselves.
12: If you want an inspiring book uh, with the best chapters yet to come, see, pick up Senator Martha McSally's book. It's called Dare to Fly, Simple Lessons and Never Giving Up. Senator, best of luck as you try to write another exciting chapter, and that will be the comeback story to get that Senate seat for six more years. Thanks, Senator.
5: Hey, I'm er- already here, so I'm not coming back. <laughs> We're, this is a, you know, this is an important election, but I hope people go to daretofly.us. Um, again, I just share some stories, bring you into the cockpit of A-10, and encourage you to work through your own adversity, persevere, and find your own courage. So look forward to hearing stories for people that can get on daretofly.us and share their own stories with me, too. All right,
12: thanks so much. Back in a moment, one 408 Your calls and more to know next.
0: It's Brian Kilmeade. Brian Kilmeade, WPG Talk Radio 95.5.
12: Summer is finally here, ladies and gentlemen. A summer like no other in so many ways. And Chamonix is celebrating with a sale like no other. Now, right now, get the classic Jenny Selfer bags and puffiness and the jawline treatment, and Chamonix will double your order for free. Whether you're staying at home, going back to work, or simply connecting remotely with your loved ones and co-workers, now's the time to say goodbye to puffiness, dark spots, crow's feet, even firm up that skin under the jawline and neck area. Your next Zoom or FaceTime will feel better, guaranteed. You gotta get compliments or simply get 100% of your money back. It's time for you to emerge strong, positive, confident and beautiful. Order GenuCell now and Shamani will double your order for free. So go to GenuCell.com or call 800-SKIN-860 and for results in minutes the GenuCell immediate effects is also free plus free shipping. Get double your order free now. All orders are upgraded to free priority shipping. GenuCell.com, that's GenuCell.com. Shamini, your ticket to a more beautiful life eight hundred skin eight six oh genusel
14: this is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, Medishare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of Medishare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now seeing the cost of cobra plans for instance and Medishare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month. You might save even more. Medishare is a Christian community that shares each other's healthcare costs and because of the current economic situation. They're making it easier than ever. Apply by May 30th and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code share to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-47-BIBLE. That's 844-47-BIBLE. 844-47-BIBLE.